Martina Hostetler. I'm a love and relationship coach and you're listening to Cut to the Chase. Stepping out beyond boundaries takes courage and the ability to dream. We are excited to share our new audio podcast called Cut to the Chase. The structure of this podcast embodies open dialogue with friends, family, and professional colleagues talking about things that impact our ability to thrive. We hope that you will join our unscripted, unbridled podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Cut to the Chase. This is your host, Gregory Proctor. Today, in episode 81, entitled, Let Love In. I know everybody's probably going, Greg, my God, where do you get these titles from? You, you're constantly giving us something to really think about. But before we jump into discussing the title, I've got a quote to kind of set the stage for Let Love In. And it basically goes like this. You have the freedom to live and let live, to love and let love. Granting yourself that freedom is one of the healthiest, most constructive things you can do for yourself and the people who matter to you. And so to our listeners One of the things that is so significantly important about this topic is really the question about, so how do you let love in? And so considering loving is unconditional with no limits, opening up yourself to risk involves loving and being loved by others. Life is about living and living is involves taking risks. And learning to give yourself love, kindness, and gratitude, which helps you feel less painful and emptiness and isolation, creates opportunities to be vulnerable with those that you love. Vulnerability is the gateway to acceptance and resiliency. Your partner, your friend will learn to love those idiosyncrasies and appreciate them more than the good things about you. End all forms of self-rejection, denial, and hatred. These are common wisdom relationships and love killers. Therefore, life-changing, powerful, unconditional love at home, at work, and everywhere in life. And so to our listeners, our featured guest today is a love and relationship coach. She's an intuitive healer. She's a heart-centered artist. She's a people connector and a lover of nature. Growing up in a divided home required the management of various complex relationship structures from a very young age, and she has spent most of her career focusing in on helping her clients find love within themselves such that they may be externally expression in their lives. A lover of adventure and new experience, her electric career has taken her through some phenomenal enterprise in carpentry 
and being a bar stall in, in Vancouver, cooking in Jasper, welding, and childcare. She's known within her friends, or excuse me, her circle of friends for having an amazing heart, a deep, intuitive knowledge, and being first person you want to call when you need a hand. Well, and pretty much anything deep down inside, she feels and wants to feel love. And with this heart-centered energy, she brings more love, more care, and devotion into the world. Some of her passions are helping people access their heart and emotion. Sports of any sort and being outside, traveling, exploring different cultures, trying new dishes, food, learning new languages, learning about human psyche, and being creative with her hands, drawing, baking, and crafting. And so without further ado to our listeners, I would like to introduce our featured guest today is Martina Hofstetter. How are you doing today? And do you have any opening remarks? Hello, Gregory. Thank you so much for the introduction. And I'm so delighted to be here today. Um, I really appreciated your opening quote. And I feel like it really set the stage in a very um, beautiful way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, we certainly appreciate that. And uh, I think it's become a trademark. I wish I could uh, sell it like gold. <laughs> so uh so let's kind of cut to the chase here so you've had a very uh interesting and intriguing um you know a a lifelong you know experience of of just all kinds of eclectic things throughout your life but i think you know to kind of really get our listeners tuned in to what we're going to talk about today is where did you learn about love and relationships? How did that all start for you? Hmm, That's a really great question. I feel it all started for me because I had to, like when I was growing up, it was really hard for me to sometimes feel the love that my parents were having for me because, um, they expressed it sometimes in a very fearful way and I felt very limited in that and felt kind of held back to some degree and I didn't really understand that they were fearful sometimes because they love me so much and it took me on a on a really long journey of like coming home to myself and even the relationships I was attracting when I was younger they were they were very short-lived you know like maybe three months long and Mm. then when there was the opportunity to go deeper with someone I'd just close off run away or or go and say I'm not into you anymore (laughs) and just Mm -hmm. break up because I didn't know how to open myself in a vulnerable way and I was so afraid of being hurt and rejected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh certainly thank you for for sharing that um uh, with us and you know, as we talk about vulnerability, um, you know, it, it really is a, a gateway, as I mentioned earlier, because you kind of allow for someone else to have the keys to the car and you instill and you entrust a lot of, you know, honesty and integrity into an individual that they won't hurt you or in this particular case, drive you off the road. Um, and 
sometimes that's very, very hard to do. And so through your experience, as you were experiencing this with your parents and realizing that this was a hindrance on your life, what were some of the things that you were able to discover earlier on that allowed for you to recognize that there was a time for a change? Hmm. I feel to me the the big change was uh, happening in an interesting way when I was just finishing my apprenticeship as a cabinet maker and my parents sat down with me and said, you know, Martina, I think it's about time for you to move into your own home and space. And they really meant it from coming from the absolute best and loving place. But for me, that created a lot of fear and I felt like I was um, not forced, but, you know, like I had to leave home. Mm-hmm. And so I th- thought to myself, well, if I quote unquote have to leave home, I'm going to do that in a proper way. I'm going to move overseas. <laughs> and I planned a trip. Uh, originally, I wanted to go to New Zealand, but then life led me to move to Canada to make an experience working and living abroad, learning English. And, um, yeah, just kind of like embracing that standing on my own feet in a totally different country and having that space in between my home country, Switzerland and Canada really helped me to dive deeper into myself and let me realize that the the things I was scared of or the baggage I had from back home didn't just leave because I stepped into an airplane. The mm-hmm. thing needed to be overcome and looked at and dealt with, they came with me to Canada and it really allowed me to um, get a new perspective on life as well as on love. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I think uh, fear does that to to all of us. Um, certainly, I left home when I was 17 <laughs> and joined uh, the military armed forces. And that was... Uh, even though I wanted to, uh, it, w- it was a, a very interesting and and transfer transformable, uh, you know, life changing, life altering type of uh, situation uh, to be away from from home, and and fear certainly uh, plays uh, havoc on the mindset, and 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 you you described it very well, and the way you kind of phrased it was in a way that you know here you are, you have to figure out how to survive. And then you also have to figure out how to get rid of this baggage. And so, you know, you really begin to turn inward and look at, you know, your own individual self-preservation as to creating that happiness and that love inside to be able to kind of move those things outside of your thought process and leave them in the past in order to have a more prosperous future. So when you were in Canada and as you were discovering all of these things through your transformation, um, how, how were you uh, adjusting to, like you said, you were living in a foreign country. Um, you know, were you dating someone at the time? I mean, you were working and you're, you know, there's, there's just so many multitudes of things going on. At what point really did the light bulb just kind of click on for you? Mm. I feel like that was a variety of different moments. Um, okay. Because when I, so when I was 
in Switzerland still, I was dating, a re- I was in a really horrible relationship that le- had me experience insomnia for the last half year. I was with that guy and it, I really felt burned and really hurt. And I was really afraid of making, you know, kind of the same mistake again. And then mm-hmm. when I was in Victoria, that was kind of three, four years later, I was kind of interested of, okay, I really would like to date again. I would like to know a man in my life again. But the thing was, I didn't attract, quote unquote, a much better person than I attracted sure. back in Switzerland, you know? Sure. The mm-hmm. guys I was um, attracting, they were still seeing various women, like outside of us kind of figuring out what we're doing and, and kind of having with each other. Mm-hmm. I was like, why do I keep attracting these guys that I don't want? Mm-hmm. And I realized that... Um, because I was so afraid of, of getting hurt and, and rejected and all of that, I allowed those kind of people into my space who were creating those scenarios over and over again, if that makes sense. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and you know, just, just what you've stated requires us to to look at our actions, you know, as, as, um, as I've kind of stated before on, on probably other podcasts, you know, when you, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you know, you have to ask yourself the question, you know, are you happy? Uh, you have to kind of ask yourself, are you taking the right actions and right steps in life? You know, are you casting out into the world the things that, you know, you, may want to happen or things that you may not want to happen, you know, whether you're positive or negative. And so all of those things just tend to kind of resonate, you know, and, and like you said, you know, these things were happening to you because of whatever was going on in your situation. And so my, my next question to you is what did you change in order to alleviate from having these type of, you know, um, unwanted, you know, attractions to these individuals, um, you know, coming your way? I mean, what were some of the things that you you took steps to correct and move forward? I stopped dating for a while (laughs) 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 because I realized that there was a part inside of me that constantly kept saying, I'm not ready. Um, Like, and I found all these the, the craziest excuses why I couldn't be with a person, like from the hair was too straight or whatever, like totally ridiculous to keep myself kind of on a distance and, and safe. And then it, it didn't happen overnight, the change. It was really over, a, I would say over a couple of years where the change started to take place, where I started to work on my own inner image of, worthiness and and feeling like yeah I actually do deserve someone who is committed to me who who also wants to create a relationship with me and and starting to change the type of person I was actually looking for and in order to do that I really had to allow myself to become more vulnerable and to also become open to actually meet such a person which mm-hmm. in a way was out of my comfort zone. Like it, mm-hmm. it maybe sounds silly, but we get so used of, I, my, one of my teachers used a beautiful quote once, the devil you know is better than the angel you don't know. Sure, sure. So, yeah. Yeah. 
And then, of course, like like you said earlier, you know, with regards to the resemblance of the behavior that you had as a child. And I know there's been studies that have talked about, you know, how long it takes for us to get out of the habits that we have been accustomed to as, as a child in our adult life and really kind of shifting over that mindset because it's easier to just go with the flow and not go against the grain. And, and sometimes, uh, it, it requires, um, you know, not only a mindset change, but it requires a, a thought change in the aspect of how we have to unprogram ourselves and reprogram ourselves uh, for the betterment. And uh, certainly those circumstances can be extremely, extremely hard. And so let's kind of dive into where you are now and your experiences and the things that you realize with with yourself that has kind of led you into the love and relationship coaching, you know, being a, you know, in intuitive healer, because, you know, ultimately there's just so much that is needed, you know, in today's society with the way things are structured. And I'm sure there's a lot of women out there that have been faced with the same circumstances and situations that you just described by always attracting, let's just say, the bad apple and not knowing how to move out of their own way. And so, you know, as you started to go into uh, this love and relationship coaching, was it the passion that you experienced, um, you know, from your own experience that drove you to that? Or was it something about being able to give back that you wanted to to really focus your energy in the love and relationship coaching? I feel it was a mix of both. Uh, so about four years ago, I was eventually saying, you know what, I'm ready to write the biggest love story of my life. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down all the qualities I wanted to experience in a relationship, um, the kind of man I would really love to be with. And within a <laughs> Within a week or two, that man actually showed up in my life. We didn't start dating instantly, but we allowed ourselves to get to know us within the next three months. And I was just so blown away by the beauty of that person coming into my life and the way he came into my life that I just was like, man, I wish for everyone to experience love and to be able to open up to to that kind of love mm-hmm. even though like i'm not no longer with this man we were dating for the last three and a half years i learned so much from that relationship mm-hmm. and know how like important it is to set boundaries to treat yourself well in the relationship as well and not expecting the, your partner to take that part over for you and and knowing that when you take care of yourself and your inner state and inner world, um, that relationship has a, really a chance to blossom and to flourish and to see other people starting to light up and shine and beam when they are filled with that sense of love and being loved. That's just amazing to me. Right, right. Yeah, I... Uh... I, I can hear the the energy uh, just oozing uh, from you as you were you know describing that and and I have to agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean it it is it is 
it is something that takes you to a whole nother level of euphoria when you have that type of connectivity with someone uh, that is not only your friend, your partner, your lover, um, you know, all of the different things. And, and you just are working in unison as, uh, as a team. And, uh, like you said, I mean, it's, it's obviously, uh, an extremely, uh, beautiful thing when those things come together, uh, under the right conditions. And so, you know, as, as we've talked about yourself and the things that you have experienced, Um, you know, there are some individuals, especially those who cannot welcome openly, you know, the reciprocation of being love, you know, in other words, we're, we're talking about letting love in. And so, you know, we've got situations like, you know, we talked about just briefly, just a moment ago, you know, in our society where, you know, the love is not really, you know, the compassion, the empathy, you know, the two way street of being able to feel that, you know, type of connection is really not existence in some cases. I mean, if you look at, you know, the kind of the circumstances of, of uprising that's going on socialistically, and you've got political that's going on, and then you've got just all these different variations of things. There's just so much of this uh, distinction going on. How, from your experience, do you communicate for those that come to you for your coaching to kind of leave that stuff behind? Very similar to what you had to do, but you know, it they're faced with it every day. They see it every day, and maybe their hearts are already broken from you know a relationship or or, or chain of events. But how do you help them? get over being not only a harsh critic to themselves, but also find the proper path and journey to begin to open up for being loved. What do you tell those people? Yeah, that it's a variety of different things. And I feel, and that's what I encourage my clients and evoking them over and over again is that love for oneself. Yes, sometimes you mess up, you make mistakes and, and you're not all your facets are pretty, you know, mm-hmm. and I believe one thing of letting love in means to let your guards down. And a lot of times because people have been wounded and so hurt, they walk into new situations with <laughs> the full armor up already. There's sure. no way that love actually can come in, you know, because you feel you have to protect yourself with all you got. Um, so I really help them and support them in dismantling their armors and, and take off their shields and letting them see that when they fill their own cup with love, with compassion, with, with even with acceptance, that, um, letting love in becomes much more natural and much more easy. And a lot of times too, we have a tendency, especially when we come from really hurt places, that we want to control the way love is coming into our life because we want to feel in charge of the situation. The thing is though, a lot of times people outside of us express love in all various ways. Maybe like my parents, for example, sometimes they show their love through fear. Um, or my ex-partner would be 
would be showing his love by getting me little things from the grocery stores without me asking because he paid attention and knows that I really like that. Mm-hmm. And in, but my, in my mind, I would, would be going like, oh, but I want the love letter, you know? Sure. And wouldn't see that there were all these bits and pieces of love coming in. And I think with my clients as well is, is allowing them to open their perspective of all the various ways love is actually already present in their life and allowing them to shift their focus from lack and where it's not to where it's so fully and abundantly present within and on the outside. Right, right, right. Well, we appreciate you expressing um, that because, you know, there's there's obviously conditions and there's idealism, you know, of, of just what you've stated. You know, there's there's figments of fairy tale and then there's figments of real life, you know, and I think sometimes those things can be they can be confusing uh, in today's society based on all of our technological means and ability to communicate. Or sometimes they can just be uh, so far uh, to the left center or to the right center, depending upon which way you look at it, um, that leaves you just in a quandary. Because, you know, I look at like love right now is is being soul on television program as entertainment. And it takes away from the compassion of where, you know, if you are a genuine romantic or if you are very sincere, you know, for me, I was brought up in the South and I don't know how much you know about the Southern part of the United States, but, you know, people are very hospitable. You know, the men and gentlemen are always taught to respect their, their moms and their girlfriends. And I mean, it's just, you know, the, the emphasis on respecting women is at an ultimate high if you were born and raised in the South. But then, you know, I look at like, what's being casted out into the world today. And I say to myself, well, how could this be? You know, I mean, you talk to somebody on the internet, but you've never met them and you, you fall madly in love or you, you only see them for uh, two days and you're proposing to them for the rest of your life. And, you know, uh, you put all these, all these, uh, you know, beautiful people into a multi-million dollar home and basically, you know, you get them libated with with wine and liquor and all this other stuff. And you expect, hey, we're going to fall in love and somebody's going to get married or it's going to be a proposal at the end of the day. And so to me, I think it's, you know, it's it's taking it to the extreme and we're getting away from a lot of the fallacy of the, you know, the heart centered aspect of our, you know, not only ingenuity, but like I said, you know, the quality of what that word truly means, because sometimes it can be meant in the pretense of just respectfulness. It can be, you know, expressed in a way of sincerity. It can be, you know, talked about in a way of of true caring and appreciation and understanding and nurturing and then, of course, you know, as I've stated before, you've got this entertainment type love. And so it, it it's just one of those things where, you know, I've always looked at when you finally decide to open up that box, you know, you 
you give that key, like I said, you give someone the keys to your car and you, you say, okay, drive that, that unconditional extremity means a lot. It means a lot between you and that particular individual, or maybe even you and yourself. It means a lot. I mean, it, it has this weight in goal when, you know, unconditionally, you know, you provide that type of access. And so, you know, uh, Martina, this has been, I'll tell you, I mean, for me, this has been a great, great conversation. So I've really enjoyed this. And, uh, um, you know, as we're slowly running out of time, I would like to ask, uh, you know, a couple of things here, you know, one, um, you know, for you to uh, share with us any final remarks or or key uh, value points that you would like to share with some of our listeners that may be in a situation where, you know, whether it's a relationship with their parents or the boyfriend, spouse, their job, or whatever the case may be, where there's this resistance. Like I said, you know, they're not willing to to open up. Like you said, they've got their shield, they've got their armor, their body armor on, and you know, this tough exterior, as you've indicated before, will never reap the benefits of true love. So share with us a couple takeaway points that that you would be able to share with our listeners. Okay. I just wanted to say I really appreciate your thoughtfulness and your share about your view of love and, and what it means to you. It was really beautiful to hear. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, What instantly came up for me when you asked me that question was forgiveness, allowing yourself to forgive yourself if you mess up and and stand up for it straight and walk to your partner or to your parents or whatever and say, hey, I'm so sorry I viewed this this way. I, I, I was so caught up in this story and then you can share if you feel like the story that you've made in your head about certain things and events and whatnot. Or you can just do that exercise for yourself as well. Um, And find forgiveness with the people who have hurt you. Not to let them off the hook, not to set them free or whatever, but to set yourself free. I I believe there's such power in, in being able to forgive And eventually, when you come to a place where you meet yourself with more worthiness and more love towards yourself, you start to realize that maybe some people who you've chosen to hang out with and they are not listening to your boundaries or they're not um, honoring your boundaries. And then it's your part to own your boundaries and to really step up and say, hey, you know what? This way of being treated doesn't work for me no longer. And then you start to make different decisions for yourself and you'll see your entire life is starting to change because you're choosing to live up to your own worthiness. You choose people into letting people into your life who support that that piece of worthiness in you and, and who support you in the fullness of who you are, who celebrate you, who you know, who really hold that space for you and let you know that you're loved over and over again because you're allowing it to take place in your life. And it takes time, you know, be patient with yourself. Right, right. Well, we certainly uh, certainly appreciate uh, that insight uh, from you. And so regarding your coaching uh, services, 
um, you know, to our listeners, how would they go about uh, connecting with you? What would like uh, IG or do you have a company website or anything like that, that, that certainly, you know, folks could reach out to you if they're interested in reaching out for, for coaching services? Mm-hmm. Um, you can best reach me on Facebook through the Messenger or on Instagram as well through my inbox. Uh, I love receiving messages from people, whether they just want to share where they're at or if they're um, actively seeking coaching support. Um, yeah, that's the best way to reach me. Okay. Okay. And to our listeners, uh, certainly this has been um, quite an interesting topic. Let love in. And I just like to leave uh, with something that I think kind of really sets uh, the tone as we close out. And it basically goes like this. Love seems like something we should keep strictly at home. And only if we're lucky enough to find it that we realize love is everywhere. And so, Martina, we certainly have appreciated having you on the program. It's been an absolute joy. Maybe maybe we do another podcast down the road. You know, this was, this was really good. <laughs> this is really good. And, uh, certainly, uh, like I said, thank you very much. Uh, and to our listeners, this has been episode 81. Let love in. This is your host, Gregory Proctor with cut to the chase. Thank you very much, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to Cut to the Chase. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Cut to the Chase. You'll also find even more great content on our website at www.k2tcpodcast.com. Thank you and catch you on the next episode.